0: I'm Carolyn.
1: And I'm Tiffany, and you're listening to another episode of
0: The Disney Download.
1: Here at The Disney Download, we'll be discussing the latest Disneyland news along with sharing park tips and tricks.
0: Plus, we'll be sharing our opinions on everything in the Disney universe. So
1: get ready to have some fun. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Disney Download. This week, we are finishing our Marvel recap with spider-man far from home i always get <laughs> homecoming and far from home mixed up i was, um, I was waiting <laughs> to
0: see which um, you know version of home so was in, i, so. <laughs> I was like what's going like, to come out right now i don't i don't, I don't even know <laughs>
1: That's really yeah. funny. but before we talk about spider-man uh, we have lots of fun things to discuss. First of all, Carolyn went to Disneyland this weekend.
0: I Tell did. Oh my gosh, I I was not anticipating going um so early um, but this past week it's just it's just been a week, and so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna go. I am gonna ride Guardians and. Enjoy some drinks and just enjoy being in the park. and it was it was actually really, really great. I mean, I don't know if it's always going to be like this, but um, kind of like getting there and getting in and getting parked. Um, You do kind of like go through kind of a series of like you wait to park and then you go and then you kind of like end up in like a line and they like stagger letting people into the Esplanade so they can, I think, kind of stagger people going into the park. Um, But I only went to the Disneyland California Adventure side. I didn't go into Disneyland. Um, I decided not to do the park hopper. I could have park hopped, um, but I just didn't feel like spending the extra like $50 to do that. Um, but it was pretty, like, I don't know, I thought Disney did a really good job. Like, when I got there, I think I got into park around, like, 6.45. They opened the structure for parking at, like, 7.15, so I maybe waited in that line, like, 30 minutes, and then getting over to the park, I think I waited maybe, like, 15 to 30 minutes, um, like, standing, waiting for them to, like, let us in, but I was in the park by, I think, 8.00. 845 at least. And I like immediately went to Guardians. I walked on and I walked to Cars and I walked on. And then I went to the Incredicoaster and I walked on. And then I went to Toy Store and I walked on. So kind of like that first hour to hour and a half, especially in DCA, you can really like walk on most of the rides. It wasn't until maybe like 10 30, 11 o'clock that I noticed it's like starting to get a little busier. Um, and then, kind of in the afternoon hour, people can park hop, it got busier as well. But the park is still only at twenty five percent capacity. So, like, while some of the rides had, so Soren and Cars had the kind of longest wait times. I think Soren would go between like forty five minutes and like sixty to seventy five minutes. But for the most part, all the other rides stayed under twenty minutes. And Guardians was like thirty most of the day. And I rode it seven times. I broke my record. Sadly, I didn't get all six songs in one day that would have been really epic but ah that would have been so cool (laughs) I know I was texting with a friend and she's like did you get it did you get all six songs like no by the time I hit my like fifth or sixth ride I had enough repeats that I was like I can't get all six today Maybe if I would have gone for, like, eight or nine rides, I probably could have done it. But I don't know if my body could have taken that after about my my seventh ride. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go home now.
1: I was wondering how you did it. It's
0: like, uh, I'd be, like, sick after that. I mean, I paced myself. So, like, yeah. I, I rode it. And then I went and I rode some other rides. And then I, I think I got food because I was starting to feel a little you know, head spinny and so I got food and I wrote it again. And then I think I got food and drink. Um and then I went and wrote it again. And then I went and like walked around and kind of sat and then I wrote it again. So like I took breaks in between. And I if I just had ridden it all day, I probably could have gotten on it, you know, probably ten or eleven times if I wanted to. Um but I really didn't like I was shooting for breaking my record, which I think was like three or four times in one day. Um, but I really didn't feel like completely destroying my body and my insides. So <laughs> we kept it at seven. <laughs> that's like a good, good number. Currently, I doubt I will ride it that much anytime soon. But I really wanted to see how many times I could like try and get it in, in a day. That's fair. I mean, you did it. That it's I feel funny. like
1: that's more than I've heard anyone else
0: do. I'm sure someone's done it more than that in a day. If you have, please let us know. Yeah, I'm very curious. Are you crazy like me and want to ride Guardians all day long?
1: I would like to know about this. (laughs) Right? I have questions.
0: (laughs) But, yeah. I I mean, I would honestly suggest going to the parks right now because it is limited capacity. Was it empty? It was. There were definitely, there were some, like, spots in the park. And like I said, there were some days, like, not... Like parts of the day where it felt a little busier um but there were like certain like points like there were definitely times when I was walking back on the Redwood Trail or back behind like Pixar Pier and there was like nobody around um so it really just like I think people tend to gravitate obviously towards like the big rides um but there were definitely like spaces in time where I was like am I the only one here this is kind of (laughs) weird That's so
1: nice. <laughs> I I was nervous it would be crowded, so I kind of want to go soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, I think if you feel comfortable going to, you know, out and about into the parks. And um, Disney has lots of, like, safety procedures in place. A lot of the rides um, where they can't do the social distancing. They'll have plexiglass ups, like on Toy Story, once you get to the um, – like main queuing area where they put you on the ride. Like all of those um, like stalls had plexiglass, the Incredicoaster um, when you get to right before you get on where it's just the two lines that go to the boarding area, they had plexiglass there and then on the stairs um, they had markers everywhere, which people were really, I thought, you know, for the most part, really good about observing everyone that I saw for, I think I maybe saw one guy that like had his mask down when he was walking and, um, But like, for the most part, everyone was really respectful of like the distance and the mask guidelines and they had sanitizer and hand washing stations everywhere. So I really think that, you know, they're, you know, doing like an A plus job in terms of trying to make sure everyone is socially distant, um, especially like with like lines and waiting and queues and all of that. That's super nice. Yeah. And even like when you're eating, like all the tables are really well spaced out. So I never felt like anyone was like infringing on my bubble at any point during That's the day. Good. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I thought was most fun, because they don't list on the app like what characters are going to be out, but they had just so many characters like out. Um, they were like swapping them um, throughout the day, whether it be Pixar characters, like Disney characters on an Elsa were out towards the end of the yeah. day. Like I was saying, they had all of the. You know, they had at least five of the Marvel superheroes out. I saw Cap, Black Panther, Black Widow, Thor, and Spider-Man. So they had at least, like, those five out kind of, like, rotating throughout the day. So... You know, it was really fun to see all of that, you know, even though you're socially distant, um, you could still go and interact with them. Like I had some really great interactions with Thor and Cap um, and like they would still like talk to you like they would as if you were, you know, meeting them not socially distant like you would in the in the parks before, which was fun because like you go and it's like, oh, I'll take a photo. But it's like, no, they would actually like talk with you, interact with you, um, which I thought was really fun and, you know, a nice thing to to, to see in the park and I love meeting characters so it was it was fun for me
1: that's super fun
0: yeah but how was your weekend I know we, we just talked about Disney for a really long time
1: <laughs> um it was good I'm trying to think back to what I did um I watched Housewives <laughs> with a friend Shocking. and my that same friend got engaged on Sunday so it was really fun oh how exciting yeah they've been together for 10 years so oh my gosh engaged. yeah so yeah.
0: Finally, finally put her ring on it. Yes. <sighs> her ring is gorgeous, and it's it was fun. Oh, so fun! Yeah. So, outside of the Housewives, did you watch anything fun this week?
1: Um, I did. Okay, so um, this is really upsetting for me. I <laughs> okay, I so happened on Saturday morning. I was like, I have nothing to watch, and I just like opened up Netflix, uh-huh. and this trailer came on, and I was like. I rarely do this where I, like, don't have it recommended first. I just was like, wow, this trailer is, like, really good. Okay. I think I'm going to watch it. And so I started watching The Beauty and the Baker on Mm -hmm. Netflix. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I got sucked in. And I finished (laughs) – over the weekend, like, all ten episodes. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so good, and I really, really liked it. And then I found out it got canceled, and I'm so pissed about it. I'm sorry. Did they leave it on, like, a cliffhanger? Yes! Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, apparently it was, like, an ABC show, and then it got brought onto Netflix. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe, like, Netflix will pick it up or something, because it was mm-hmm. really good. And, like, I feel like maybe the reason it didn't do too well on ABC was because no one knew about it, mm-hmm. but...
0: I don't know yeah it was how, really long, good. how long ago was it like made last year oh okay so yeah they could like pick it back up yeah
1: and I had no idea until I got to the last episode I was like oh like I wonder when season two came out and Gil was like laughing he's like it got canceled I,
0: like, <laughs> I hate that I hate that yes. how about you i mean i i think i talked about this in the last episode i think i had like four episodes left of shadow and bone and i finished it last weekend and i am obsessed
1: wait can you remind me what shadow and bone is about
0: i am obsessed with shadow and bone and i am obsessed with the Grishaverse. i'm like part way through book two now and i just i need season two to be out now i'm also very obsessed with one of the actors ben barnes he's gorgeous but okay so shadow and bone it takes place in kind of this like fantasy-esque um that's kind of styled after like russia so it's very russian and kind of it's like stylings and like namings and things so it takes place in this country called ravka and um many years ago um a you know like bad guy basically called the black heretic um, creates this shadow fold. And so within the shadow fold, it basically splits their land in half. So they have Ravka and then West Ravka. And so um, these there are these creatures that live in the fold And they'll eat you if you go into it. So um, they have to make journeys back and forth, basically, to, like, bring supplies back and forth. But it's very dangerous and very perilous. So in this universe, they also have people that um, I probably would liken them to, like, avatars. They can basically manipulate things like wind or water or fire or um, some people are really good at, like, making things so they're like tailors they can like say manipulate metal or um like chemicals and then there's also people who can like manipulate basically like the human body so it's they're like the people who can like stop your heart or like you know mess with your emotions so they have them and they're the Grisha and then you also have everyone else who is like a normal human being and they're basically everyone else in the, the country so it's about these characters the Grecian the normal people and one very special person um who is the heroine of our story um and she gets trapped up in this like you know plot to save not plot to save the world but you know she kind of becomes the unsung hero or heroine um and it's just oh it's just so good you have to watch it I don't want to spoil anything which is why I'm being like incredibly vague and in how I'm talking about it Okay, well, now that I finished The Beauty and the Baker,
1: I have nothing else to watch. So oh, my gosh.
0: Please, please watch Shadow and Bone. Um, it is, it's is—it's so good. It does what The Witcher does, where the first couple episodes, there's um, kind of three storylines happening, but they don't really clue you into when they're happening. Oh, okay. So one of the stories, um, one of the timeline with the crows, it happens about two weeks after the timeline with Alina. And then they do all eventually kind of, like, meld up and, and merge. But if you're not really clued into that, you're kind of like, wait, how do they know this so quickly? What is happening? Um, but it's really cool because they take um, the story from the Shadow and Bone trilogy, um, which is Alina's story. And then they're also bringing in characters from her second book, Um series which is like the six of crows and they're kind of like melding them all together um and I think it's just really really well done you'll probably have a lot of questions when you watch it (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I will you just need to write them all down and I'll answer them next week on the podcast because I I took a deep dive after I watched the the show um and I'm very, very into I'm, I'm very into Shadow and Bone right now. I love it. Yay. Okay. Cool. But I'm I'm also because I don't have really time to watch anything during the week. Um, but my roommate and I found this parody of million dollar listings. It's called Vajillion Dollar Properties. It's on like <laughs> Pluto TV, but it's like an improv sketch show making fun of million dollar listing. And it's it's I oh I love it so much you need to you need to watch it Tiff. it's that's so funny. it's so funny and like working in real estate I probably think it's a lot funnier because things happen and I'm like that's so true <laughs> oh my gosh were they a fly I'm like were they a fly on my office today <laughs> like it's that's so, good. so funny Yeah, all have to watch so it good it's it's
1: really funny um I've I also binged another show this week I watched sweet magnolias and did i already talk about this last week
0: mm, i don't know but i feel like someone i was talking to recently was talking about that show
1: kind of in mean, steph she recommended i watch it and i was really pissed because i finished it really fast and i was like cool there's i'm on to season two and I, there is no season two and so i was like wait what like what am i supposed to do now <laughs> As this keeps happening to me, I need to like look at things before I watch
0: them, but it comes back fairly soon, so at least that one actually got renewed. Oh, that's good. At least it's not like a curse where everything you watch is an old canceled show.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And everyone keeps recommending Virgin River, so I'll probably watch that too. Which one's that? Um, everyone else that I've talked to says it's kind of like Heart of
0: Dixie. Oh, no, I didn't watch that. I feel like Steph was talking about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure she was. So uh, I like sweet little shows like that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you like all the sweet little shows, and I'm like, give me the ones that are mysteries and murders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I really, I'm really enjoying the Nevers on HBO, HBO Max. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that right now. But that's only six episodes. I'm like, what is it with all these like short shows? Yeah, is for... like
1: ten episodes lately.
0: Oh, no, Shadow and Bone is only eight, and I'm like, I, I understand, but give me more. Um and then this one's only 6 episodes and it was episode 4 last night and they're like the final two episodes of the season. I was like it just started. That's that's all all I've been watching. But before we um take a break and then talk about Spider-Man, do you want to figure out what your dominant style is? Yes. First, we should probably tell the backstory for We this should definitely first. tell the backstory. Yeah. Do you want to tell the backstory for this? Sure. So we were out <laughs> shopping
1: and I don't know why I I knew that like we were going to move sometime soon and I wanted to redecorate my space, but I have no idea what my vibe is. So I just kept every time we went to a new new store, I'd be like, is this my vibe? What's my vibe? Is this my vibe? I don't know because I like (laughs) so many things that I don't like. I like beachy. I like boho. I like modern. I don't know what I am. So then Carolyn found this BuzzFeed quiz um, (laughs) that determines what your style is. So I think we're going to need to take
0: it (laughs) to find this out. Just a fun little thing. We haven't done one of these in a while. So do you have have it pulled up? I do. Okay. So first off, we have to pick an exterior. So we have kind of like a modern box with a pool. And then we have kind of like it looks like a cool like city loft apartment. Then we have our traditional, it looks kind of like a, Maybe like farmhouse style, but like a suburban home. Yeah. Like a suburban home. And then we have our cabin by the mountains and that's the one I'm picking. Which one are you picking? I picked the suburban home. (laughs) (laughs) Seems cozy. You do like things cozy. All right. Now, now we get to pick a living room. So we have kind of like, it looks cozy, but also, you know, kind of, kind of chic. It's got like some teal and some, tans and some really cool like lights and then we have kind of a more modern I would probably say mid-century modern actually for sure. kind of styled living room with like some really sleek chairs a lot of glass and then we have a kind of like very like boho it's it kind of it's very like simplistic um very like lots of plants lots of greenery lots of it looks like bamboo and then we also then we have a really kind of like dark moody comfy couch um with like it looks probably looks like an apartment type setting i went with the boho mm. i'm gonna go with the the first one that kind of like teal with the cool lights it looks like homey but also like very pretty
1: yes so now we get to pick a kitchen there's one that's like white and modern and it has like an island with a bunch of stools and then we have one that is kind of rustic looking it's like stone wall and I don't know it kind of reminds me of like a bar Um, and then we have like a suburban kitchen (laughs) (laughs) yeah very suburban kitchen Um, and I don't even know how to describe this last one I feel like three out of the four of these are kind of the same style
0: in my opinion (laughs) yeah they're they're similar feels like kind of like very like clean and i I don't know if i want to say like hipster but kind of like the bamboo then the other one feels more like traditional like kitchen and then the last one it feels kind of like kind of like an earthy kitchen which i think is what i'm i'm actually gonna go with like the farmhouse one i like that one a lot
1: Mm, i went with the
0: the earthy one yeah that's very you yeah now we get to pick our bathroom so we have one that's, like, very sleek and gray with um, lots of, like, cool tones. And then we have one that's a little warmer. It looks like it might have, like, a skylight in it with, like, a really nice, like, soaking tub and some plants. Then we have a really pretty dual, like, vanity marbled with some gold accents. And then we have our, I would say again kind of maybe like boho ish but it's more like simple it has some like plants and some nice like stone and um white going on there
1: uh, i'm having trouble because i really love all these bathrooms but i think i'm going to have to go with the dual sinks because that's just always something i've wanted in a bathroom
0: mm, i'm going to go with the kind of the white with the the plants
1: i that would have been my second choice i really yeah. like that one
0: yeah just very like simple and clean.
1: Mm-hmm. So now we get to pick our bedroom, and we have like a classy queen bed with just like clean white sheets and kind of like a a coffee a light coffee cream pillow. Then we have a boho room, um, which is the one I'm picking, <laughs> and I I feel like this is the vibe I actually am going for in my bedroom a little bit. Um, and then we have like a mid-century modern bedroom, which this actually looks like one of the bedrooms that was at the properties that I worked at. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. And then we have, um, another one that's just like a black bed with a yellow pillow and two, um, like sketch drawings that are really pretty, which I also like, but I'm going for boho.
0: Yeah, I agree. I like that one. Very like woodsy and earthy. Yeah. Ooh, now we get to pick the desk where we work. So we have one that it's like a little chair with a little white desk on a big white wall. Very boring. Then we have a kind of like Edison lamp style with some like gray walls and a really nice like wood table. Then we have a kind of, again, a simple white desk, but now we have some, um, kind of like plants and aesthetic things going on with this, like, it um, looks like, it looks like a mesh kind of like, you know, board, you can like stick your photos in so you can like, you know, decorate it a little bit more. And then the last one is we have kind of a nice, simple, clean, again, wood desk, but with, um probably a little more kind of traditional in the sense of like the lighting and the setup and you know we have some plants going on there. I'm gonna go for the practical setup with the two monitors. (laughs) I'm gonna go with the Edison light one. I like that one a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay last one extra feature in your house. A gym, a screening room like a movie room, a hiking trail, or a hangout space and mine's ah, I don't know these are all good but I feel like practically I would pick the hangout space <laughs> I feel like I would pick the gym yeah I mean it'd be really nice to have that in your house but yeah the hiking uh, is pretty
0: yeah yeah uh, that was not our last question we still have like three more
1: <laughs> oh did I say it was the last one yeah
0: you did oh <laughs> <laughs> um How would you, like, which of these pools do you want to be in? So we have a kind of terracotta Spanish style pool with a little, like, umbrella. Then we have our very kind of modern pool with your patio in the back and some chairs. Then we have a, it looks kind of, I would say I'm getting like Mediterranean vibes from this pool. It's got some really cool, funky tiles, It's a little smaller, but there's lots of seating, very sunny. And then the last one is a really lovely infinity pool with a view looking out to the city. Um, I don't, it looks like those are, are <laughs> I, I think those are cabanas, but they look a little funky in the corner. I don't know what those are. <laughs> what they look like jail cells
1: yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> look like a giant dog crate
0: yeah next to your pool i don't really think i I want that one i want the one that has like the Spanishy vibes to it
1: i'm doing the one with the tiles but i'm really torn because i like the infinity pool with the view but i also like the tile one because it's private it's like two
0: opposites well i'm sure that pool is very private True, it's probably on a big you know big lot of land
1: Okay, so now we're going to pick a garage, and one option is, like, a legit, like, Jiffy Lube <laughs> garage. <laughs> the other one is no garage, you just have a nice view. The other one is, like, an apartment-style garage,
0: and another one is,
1: like, a home garage, and I would go with the home garage.
0: I'm going to go with the view. All right, now we're at the last one. You get to pick your dining room. So we have a cute little circle table with some red chairs and like a little white, you know, background with some plants. And then we also, we have another circle table, um, but this one, it seems a bit more kind of like boho-y with the chair style and kind of the, the plants they have going on. And then we have a really nice kind of like dining set with some white fabric a very cool looking table some nice uh you know like bambooish style you know wood going on and then the last one you have your dining room overlooking the ocean with some amazing uh light going on there that light fixture I'm in love with and that's the one I'm picking
1: I feel like how could you not pick that one right
0: okay
1: I know what, what my vibe is what is your vibe Boho, (laughs) which totally makes sense because I feel like I kind of figured it out and that's kind of what I'm going for. What does the little description say? You love inspirational quotes to keep you moving. You're adventurous, calm, and brave when you need to be.
0: I love that. What's (laughs) yours? Mine is bold. You always have specific things in in mind in everything you do. You're super intentional. I feel like that's accurate. Yeah. Like my apartment's Marvel pretty much. <laughs> 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 but I'm intentional about it. <laughs> it's very bold. Very bold.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah. Yay. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk Spider-Man Far From Home. All right, and we are back from the break and uh this is our last Marvel movie.
0: From the rewatch, <laughs> I know. I mean, I will probably rewatch these again all at some point. But this is our last official one, like for for the podcast. I mean, we could have added the Wandavision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier in last minute. I feel but... like we've been talking about it though, anyways so. Yeah, no, yeah, that's why I wasn't like we have to talk about them again. No, we've been talking about them all along. But yeah, we reached the end, and it's kind of sad. But we have some other fun things that will will be coming. Maybe we'll we'll tease that at the end a little bit.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. But first, Spider-Man Far From Home. So do you want to give us a Carolyn
0: recap? (laughs) Sure, why not? (laughs) So after the events of Endgame... Uh, roughly eight months, that's when this takes place. Our film opens in Mexico, where Nick Fury and Marie Hill are investigating a storm system that went through, where they encounter um, an elemental, an Earth elemental, and meet a mysterious man who we will learn um, later is Quentin Beck. Um, So while, you know, he's there, we learn later that he's been recruited, but they don't tell us all of that right then. Um, After that sequence kind of introducing, um, you know, Mysterio, we then hop back to New York where we're seeing a very heartfelt tribute for all of our fallen heroes that we lost in Endgame and probably the most hilarious Form ever um but also when they are you know after this tribute they basically explain the events of endgame for anyone who hasn't seen the film um explaining that five years ago people were blipped out of existence and then you know after five years they all of a sudden got blipped back <laughs> blip blipped they all of a sudden got whipped back right where they had left, which, you know, probably created some pretty awkward situations, if we're being honest. Um, so then having reappeared, they all kind of like have to assimilate back into their life. So we see Peter as he is kind of figuring this out and planning for his school trip to Europe um, all the while. While, um, you know, they're, you know, he's dealing with the passing of Tony Stark, who is very much a father figure to him. And, you know, kind of the mounting feeling that he has to, like, do everything and be everything. Um, so while he's kind of, like, planning his little trip, Happy informs him that Nick Fury is trying to get in touch with him. Um, and then Peter decides that he's going to ghost Nick Fury and go on his trip. So... Peter has this adorable little plan to, you know, tell MJ that he likes her, which all of a sudden doesn't seem to be panning out as well. It's like a series of misadventures for our poor little Peter Parker. Um, But our, you know, hero and his classmates' first stop on their trip is Venice, Italy, where they are attacked by the water elemental. So Peter, who, you know, decided not to bring his suit, um, helps protect his classmates while our mystery man, you know, is fighting and eventually defeats our water creature um which at that point Nick Fury shows up um and you know is like Peter why are you ignoring my calls and Peter's like I don't know I want to have fun with my friends and then there's a whole thing and he ends up introducing him to Quentin Beck um who explains that he is from another universe um that was like eight something and this is universe 616 do you know that fun fact um and so he explains the whole history of the elementals and how they destroyed his earth but he has come here to hopefully save our earth from the same fate so kind of explaining you know what is all happening um and while he is there nick fury gives peter tony's glasses um which were meant for his successor so when the glasses are enabled um peter discovers that he has command of the edith technology which stands for even dead i'm the hero probably my favorite tony acronym ever um and gives him access to the stark database and command of lethal you know drone weapons which is great um i'm trying to summarize via wikipedia so basically at this point um the next elemental is going to show up in Prague so they're trying to convince Peter to go to Prague Peter's like no I just want to be you know a teenager and hang out with my friends and do things like that and tell the girl that I like that I like her and so at that point Nick Fury hijacks the trip and so they go to Prague Um, in Prague, um, Peter is trying to find ways to, you know, keep his friends safe and divert them while, you know, fighting the fire elemental. Doesn't quite work out because, um, well, what's his friend's name? What is is his friend's name? Ned? Ned. (laughs) I wanted to call him Fred, but I knew that wasn't right. I fail. (laughs) (laughs) Betty and Ned sneak out along with MJ and almost get eaten by the fire elemental, Um, but uh, Mysterio, also known as Beck, and Peter, who is the night monkey at that point, um, are able to subdue the monster um, and beat it, effectively saving everyone. So at that point, um, Nick Fury and Maria Hill invite them both back to Berlin to discuss the formation of a new superhero team, but Peter decides that um, since he's just a teenager and he doesn't really know what he's doing, that Beck should have... The Edith Glasses, Um, and it is at this point, once Peter leaves, that we find out that it was just one big smoke show, quite literally, Um, and that Quentin Beck is a ex-Stark employee who has a beef with Tony, so him and other former Stark employees um, have kind of banded together and used their technology and story smarts to create this story and holographic illusions um, using drones to you know convince everyone that Mysterio is a real superhero and that these are real threats um, and that their lives are actually in danger. So quite literally a smoke show. Um, and so now that they have control of Edith, they hope to you know weaponize those drones for an Avengers level threat, making Beck an Avengers level hero. So as Peter is back at his hotel, everyone is freaking out because the crazy like events keep happening around them. So they're going home. They are cutting their trip short. They're leaving. They're not going to stay no more. Um so at this point um MJ and Peter go to have a conversation and MJ is like I think you're Spider-Man and Peter's like uh no I'm not I don't know why you'd think that um and then they realize um as MJ is showing him a piece of um the holographic tech that got knocked off during the battle um, it kind of like pops up an illusion and they realize that Beck has been deceiving them all along. And so Peter tells MJ he's Spider-Man and then he decides that he has to go to Berlin to warn Nick Fury. Um, But as he is there, he ends up being tricked by Beck and his illusions again um, and is eventually it's a very traumatic sequence very well done but very traumatic um ends with peter being hit by a bus and beck leaving him for dead as he goes to you know his avengers level threat and to take out all the loose ends which are peter's friends um so peter ends up in holland where he has to call happy hogan to come rescue him happy gives him a big pep talk and, you know, very touching, touching moment about Tony and all of that. Peter then builds his new, his new suit and goes to save the day and his friends, um, which then leads us to our very big battle where Beck has orchestrated a fusion of all of the elementals into one kind of big master illusion elemental that is going to take out London um, and, i I forgot to mention this his friends got diverted to london because beck knew that you know he wanted them to be there so it was part of the ruse for the trip this poor trip got very hijacked um so peter then shows up um saves the day is able to disable the drones and save his friends and do all of that um and after the kind of the big battle ensues um with him and Beck which leads to you know Beck's un- unfortunate death um you know he's able to you know tell MJ how he feels and then they go back to New York City together and all is well and happy until we reach the mid credit scene where J. Joe and Janison um, broadcast the footage of you know another one of Mysterio's you know Illusions, um, where he frames Spider-Man for his um, death and reveals his secret identity to the world, and that's where that's where we leave it, and probably where we're gonna probably go, probably pretty pretty well right into um, No Way Home. Yeah, No Way Home. The Spider-Man titles are really confusing. Um, but then lastly in our post credit scene we see that Fury and Hill and Hill are actually our some of our favorite scrolls Talos and Soren in disguise and they have been down there for who knows long who knows how long pretending to be Nick Fury and Marie Hill um and Nick Fury is up in space with a bunch of scrolls which you know should be real fun to see where that goes in the, the MCU and that's yeah. our film people that's where we end it Ah! (sighs) I'm so excited like I forgot especially the way this one ends like I'm like I can't
1: can't wait I totally forgot that they out his identity
0: at the end and I was like wait what (laughs) I also love that they cast J.K. Simmons as J.J. oh my god as Joan Jameson I'm not not gonna say the first J um Mm -hmm. Because, did you ever watch the Sam Raimi trilogy? He played the same character in that. No. So it's like, it's like a whole multiverse thing. And I, they keep teasing us with the multiverse and I just want it. Like. I
1: feel like it's going to happen at
0: some point. I know they keep, te- it's, it's, if it doesn't, it has to happen in, in Doctor Strange. In the multi, it's called the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I, for sure. I Feel like we'll probably get it teased in Loki. Yeah,
1: I feel like it's interesting because I feel like the first time I even heard of the multiverse was watching Spider Man Into the Multiverse, the cartoon. Um, mm. and now all of a sudden, like we're all anticipating the real multiverse.
0: Ooh, I really want it to happen.
1: Yeah, I really want it to happen. <laughs>
0: so what 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 do you think about this movie
1: i love this movie um i mean spider-man's such a sweet baby angel i don't know like i was watching it today and i started crying because um at the time when happy comes and saves him from the flower Mm -hmm. field and he's like i ruined everything and i was like (laughs) he did
0: (laughs) (laughs) You did. <laughs> you did mess everything up. You're like, oh, fuck for you. No, that <laughs> that part always always gets me, especially like when like Happy's like stitching it up, and he's like, "Ow, yeah. Happy." He's like, "Aren't you?" He's like, "It it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt." And it's like, and then like, and he gets like because Happy like is hurting him when he's stitching him up, and I'm just like, "Oh, you poor baby." But then like what Happy said, it's like. Ugh, I just, I just love Happy's little speech, and it's like Tony couldn't live up to Tony, Ugh. Ugh, and it's so good. And then he goes and he like makes the suit and is like tinkering, and it's just like, it's just like Tony. And then they do the Iron Man song callback. Ugh. It's so just, good. It's so good. I also love the part when. Um, He, like, walks in and he's like, I'm from another universe. And then Peter, like, he just spouts all this science stuff out of his mouth. And everyone's like, what did you just say? And it's like, he is like, Tony, the new Tony. I know. Yeah,
1: I love that scene, too. It makes me love um, Mysterio,
0: but, you know. I mean, Mysterio is another villain that I love to, like, I love to I don't, I don't, I can't really say I like really hate him. Uh, I just, Jake Gyllenhaal does such a good job with being Mysterio. I feel like he's one of those villains that's like not that bad
1: like because he's like (laughs) trying to be a hero but like he yeah he killed some people in the process so like that was messed up but like he's trying to be a hero i guess but Mm. like compared to like some of the other ones we've seen i mean i'm not saying it should happen in real life oh no 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 but like as far (laughs) as the marvel movies you know i feel like it's one of those things like we had kind of talked about the punisher like being an anti-hero where like he's kind of a bad guy but like he's also kind of a good guy
0: yeah and I I do appreciate because I think a lot of times for the longest time it was always very much like you know black Black and and white white, yeah black and white villains versus black and white you know like heroes like it's always always very cut and dry like you are the bad guy It's like yes Quentin Bank is the bad guy it's like but it's you know it's the interesting thing of like his motivations are based on his like experience with Tony Stark it's not just like I'm gonna be a villain because I want to be a villain you know like the yeah. character motivations I feel like are much more you know complex you know kind of the same thing with like Killmonger and Black Panther yeah. Like you know I
1: feel like because we've seen it all before like we've
0: just if they kept redoing that it would be kind of boring yes 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 it would be and that's why I don't know I think it's interesting now kind of with the you know the shows that we're getting it's like yeah they're like the bad guys but they're much they're they're a lot different than kind of your traditional like bad guy like if you think about like falcon and the winter soldier it's like you had john walker who was like technically a bad guy but he's more of like an anti-hero um and then you had the flag smashers who were obviously the villains of the show you know quotation mark villains it's like but their motivations for doing what they were doing you know you can kind of um you know i'm not saying what they did was right but it's like you can understand the place they're coming from so they're they're much more um there's a lot more gray areas with i think the you know the villains that we're getting or like the bad guys the people opposite the heroes like whatever you want to call them you know they're much more complex now than I think they used to be. Totally. Um, do you have any favorite scenes from this movie? I mean, I love, I love the part when he, you know, he like does the whole suit. We already talked about this on the plane when he makes the suit and does all of that. I think mm. that's just such a great moment. Um, I'm trying to think. I think there's just like a lot of like little like funny moments that I like in this one. I love the whole like Peter tingle bit. Like <laughs> it starts the beginning and then it goes through. He's like, it's like, it's not the Peter tingle. And it's like, you got the thing, but the tingle, it's not, no, <laughs> like, and then he's, then he's like, he's like, come on, Peter tingle. Like at the end. And it's like, oh, it's so cute. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just, yeah, there's just so many like good parts. And then they just like they're just like cute and awkward and just teens and they all play it so well. Yeah. <laughs> I like the part on the bus too when he like, you know, is trying to delete the photo. Um, oh yeah, and, keep, and he almost and kills he, that guy. Yeah, and he keeps messing it up. Yeah. No, yes, no, Edith. <laughs> do you want uh. me to do you want me to execute the drone strike? No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like that would happen to me That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah I also really liked when Mary Jane figured out that he was Spider-Man she's like
0: oh I was right <laughs> I was only like 67% sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like her character I think she's funny
0: i also like the part um where nick fury comes to get spider-man and he like has to like knock that out but then people keep knocking on the door yeah the next person that knocks on that door but it's also funny to watch it um kind of knowing that they're scrolls because like i think i feel like um samuel jackson had to know that because it's like He's not totally like Nick Fury. It's like he's like Talos playing Nick Fury, which when you know that, you kind of can see that a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I didn't even think about that until you said it, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's very funny to watch it. And then there's a line in there where they're talking and they're like, scroll, scroll, no. It was either Crease sleeper cells or scroll sleeper cells. There was a line about that. And I was like, ooh, ooh. Captain Marvel, setting mm. things up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's all connected. of
1: connected. So I was looking at the Marvel list that mm-hmm. just came out. And so well, I mean, I guess we've known about most of these movies, but it looks like a great lineup. But I'm just wondering why did it take six years for Guardians 3? <laughs> Because I feel like they knew about it since Guardians Two came out.
0: Did you? Do you not know the whole drama with that?
1: I know some. I know like bits and pieces of like all the stuff with um, what's his name, James Gunn. No, I'm thinking of the drama with um, the guy who plays tracks.
0: Dave Batista. What happened with him?
1: Yeah, like he was saying he didn't want to
0: come back okay (laughs) you don't know the whole story I don't okay well I have
1: bits and pieces of it
0: okay so I don't remember this was a couple years ago so there's a point um I think I think Guardians was originally supposed to come out in phase three um and so I don't remember exactly how it came about or what happened but someone dug up a bunch of old like tweets that James Gunn had made um, kind of like joking about things. I, I think it had to do with race that, you know, the kind of things that it's like, you don't really joke about that today, but it they were made a very, very long time ago. Um, and so someone kind of dug them up. They came to light. Um, and uh, even though like he like apologized and, you know, kind of of his own volition was like, you know what? I was in a really weird place then. He's like, that doesn't justify it. But I'm really sorry for like saying those things, like very genuine, like he was very genuine in the things that he like said. But um, I think there was a couple other things that Disney was coming under fire for at that point. So basically like fired him and was like, you know, like cut him completely for really no reason um, outside of the tweets that were 10 years old that he very sincerely apologized for. So obviously there was a lot of backlash, a lot of flack from the cast from you know the community from like everyone um and so that's where dave batista was like if you're firing james gunn i don't want to come back was basically what he said Ah. and so over the course of and even like when it happened i was like i don't think this is gonna stick because they kept talking about like what directors do we bring in to do guardians like do we bring other like there was just so much talk going around um and then maybe like five or six months later they um we're like we've decided to bring james gunn back Um, you know who knows what actually happened they probably were like you know this is kind of a wrongful like firing like if you don't fix this we'll sue you kind of thing which i could see that totally happening um but so because he'd signed on to do suicide squad he was like i'll do guardians three but only after i finished doing suicide squad Mm -hmm. so now that suicide squad is done i think it's coming out like in a month or two um, he's officially moved back into doing Guardians 3, so that's why it took so long. Uh huh. Answers to all my questions, <laughs> I try. Um, but I mean, while we're on this subject, we got I mean, we obviously knew about some of these, so we'll just run through the lineup because we got some cool, you know, name announcements. So we have Black Widow on July 9th of this year, and we have Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings on September 3rd, and then probably the one I'm most excited for this year is the Eternals on November 5th and then Spider-Man No Way Home as a late birthday present on December 17th then next year we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on March 25th and then on May 6th we have Thor Love and Thunder awesome then in July July 8th is Black Panther Wakanda Forever I I'm actually yeah. really excited. I'm I can't wait for that. I'm it's going to be so emotional Um, then November 11th is going to be the Marvels um, and I noticed this today the little symbol in the A and that is the photon symbol for Monica Rambo, and then the S is the Miss Marvel kind of like swish Um, so I'm sure we'll see Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel and um, Monica Rambo all teaming Mm. up in that then in 2023 we have Ant-Man and Wasp Quantum Mania on February 17th and then um, it's Wednesday actually two years from Wednesday we'll get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and then and then we got the Fantastic Four logo so that's coming too so they announced the release dates um, I think we knew everything through Love and Thunder but they announced the four new release dates and film names today which is really oh! really exciting. Oh. You what?
1: know what? You know how they s- <laughs> um we saw that article that said Chris Evans is going to be in a Marvel movie that's not Captain America. What if he's in Fantastic 4? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's a stretch. No, I think what they said is he's not going to be in Captain America 4. Like I think whatever project he might or may not be associated with would be a separate Captain America project, which I'm like,
1: saw. wouldn't that be? He died was, his cap so he could come back
0: <laughs> as Johnny Storm. That would be the most hilarious. Like they they would have to make a multiverse joke in that. Like that would be the most <laughs> h- hilarious thing ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really funny. So many things to look forward to. I I can't wait. And that's and that doesn't even account for the shows that we're getting. Yeah. yeah. I the shows. Well, do you have any other thoughts on Spider-Man before we reveal our um our lists? No, let's jump into our lists. Okay, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to do like How about like- you
1: say one, then I say one? Like we'll start at work. <laughs>
0: okay to i was gonna say are we starting at the bottom and then then going okay we'll, we'll yeah. start at the bottom okay so i'll start my bottom one is the incredible hulk same okay after that we have iron man 2 mine's thor the dark world oh okay i could see that um next i have dr strange next i have the first thor <laughs> you really don't like the Thor one. I really don't. <laughs> Next I have Thor the Dark World. Next I have Doctor Strange. Okay.
1: Then I have Iron Man 3. I have Avengers Age of Ultron.
0: Dang, you put that way down there. Um after that I have Thor. Um after that I have
1: Captain America Winter Soldier. <gasps> Sorry. Oh, it's a
0: shot to my heart. Um, I then have Iron Man.
1: I then have Captain America, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then I have Ant Man.
1: Then I have Iron Man three. Okay. Uh, after that is Black Panther. After that is Iron Man two. Well, wow, you have Black Panther kind of low. It's because I like I love the I love the team ups
0: um then i have spider-man far from home then i have avengers <laughs> <Your> list- <laughs> our lists are so different um then i have ant-man and wasp um then i have iron man one, <laughs>
1: iron
0: man 1. uh spider-man homecoming spider-man far from home Captain america the first avenger
1: ant-man and the wasp
0: <laughs> avengers age of ultron Guardians of the Galaxy (laughs) One. Dang, that's below on your list than I thought it would be.
1: I know. Yeah, there's just some I like a little more. I get that. Uh, Captain Marvel.
0: Well, that's low for you too. I have Ant Man. I say it like it moved around this time. I think because I like it always. It always shifts. My top five are usually almost always the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I have Avengers, the first one. I have Spider-Man: Homecoming. Captain America, the Winter Soldier.
1: Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Uh,
0: Captain America, Civil War. Mm, Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Okay, so now we're at our fifth fifth in line. So I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as my number five.
1: I have Avengers Infinity War as number five.
0: We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 as number four.
1: I have Avengers Endgame as number four. I liked it a little more than Infinity War. Mm.
0: Um, I have Infinity War as my number three.
1: Uh, Captain Marvel as number three.
0: Endgame is my number two.
1: Black Panther is my number two.
0: And then Captain America Civil War as my favorite.
1: Mm, mine my is Guardians one. too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was fun. Uh, yeah. it always like switches around like my bottom my bottom four to five always kind of remain the same and so does my like top four to five but then like the rest of them they always kind of like shuffle around in there
1: yeah for sure
0: and it changes like on my viewing like some days I'll be like oh I like Captain America the first Avenger more than I like Captain Marvel or like I like Black Panther more than I like Ant-Man and Wasp so it like really just like depends like things always like flip-flop around especially in the middle but those kind of like top top 10ish always kind of like stay the same for me.
1: Yeah, my top 3 and my bottom 3 always stay the same.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I just love I just love the comedy moments in Thor and the Dark World. They always. Yeah, uh,
1: there were comedy moments?
0: There's so many little comedic moments. I I think because like some of the humor is very like dry and kind of sarcastic. Yeah, like, I, I like I like some of that stuff not my fave okay so what's next for the disney download i mean i think we're still like figuring things out but i i think we might be having a name change sometime soon
1: yes still um (laughs) figuring out what that entails but we are taking like more of a new direction instead of mainly talking about like park stuff like we were before um, we'll definitely still like sprinkle it in whenever we can, but um, we're gonna, you know, kind of go with the format we've been going with, where we, you know, do a little bit more talking about what we're enjoying and sharing some of those things, and then um, we're gonna walk through. Am I allowed to say what we're gonna do next?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I No, wait. you say. It. I, no, I'm gonna say it because um, this one you've only maybe seen the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie which is unfathomable to me I love love especially the first Pirates of the Caribbean I grew up watching these I love these it's so they're so freaking good so we are going to watch um all the Pirates of the Caribbeans we'll probably talk some like ride history as well just to give you guys some you know fun like still park things um sprinkled in but we wanted to kind of you know play around with revisiting some of you know the films that we like watched growing up or maybe one of us hasn't seen or maybe both of us hasn't seen that is kind of like you know things that people reference all the time um that you know we're like oh we've never seen that movie like the number of times people are like "Well, we'll reference a movie and tiff and i just look at each other and we're like we've never seen it (laughs) they're like what did you live under a rock yes yeah, we both lived in (laughs) pretty like sheltered homes right Uh, so we thought it would be fun to kind of you know get get a little pop cultured and you know watch some of the things maybe we never watched and also revisit some of the things that we like loved growing up and see if maybe they actually hold up or if they kind of suck I mean i watched i mean my roommate watched quest for camelot like i don't know at some point during quarantine and as a kid i remember like really enjoying it and then we were watching it and i was like i'm sorry this really sucks i remember this being better like yeah i there's like quite a few movies i've done that with and i'm like oh
1: you know what holds up though this needs to go on our list the country bears
0: the country bears all right i will will oh, put that in, <laughs> put remember... it in the queue. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it once. Um and... You know, I thought it
1: was kind of dumb, but then my husband was like,
0: "Watch it with me." And we watched it and I was like, "This is really funny." <laughs> okay. We'll we'll add that. We'll add that to the list. If you have suggestions for things that you think we should kind of watch and react to, um we'll probably do more of a format of kind of like jotting down our thoughts or if we have like questions i'm actually really excited to watch pirates of the caribbean with tiff because i feel like she's gonna have a lot of questions especially once we hit the second one so are mm-hmm. we're just gonna you know bombard you guys with all the things but if there's things that you think it'd be fun for us to watch and talk about let us know
1: yeah so be sure to tune in next week it's going to be our first pirates of the caribbean movie so if you want to follow along be sure to watch that, and you will hear from us next week.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Disney Download. If you want to stay up to date on all of the park happenings, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Download. And if you love The Disney
1: Download, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, and be sure to leave us a review. We hope you have a magical
0: day, and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Disney Download.